Welcome to Feed the Sheep Podcast. Uh, my name is Ross Steele, and if you are curious about where Feed the Sheep come from, comes from and you have not yet listened to episode one, go back and do it now. Um, there is a more in-depth explanation of what we are doing and what my goal is for you all. For every listener here today, thanks for being here. As always, let's dive into it with a word of prayer. Father God, I thank you. Uh, for this life. I thank you for waking us up today. I thank you for giving uh, breath into our lungs. Um, thank you for the, the atmosphere that you have put around us to listen to this podcast. Uh, and I just pray, Lord, that you are with me and uh, every single individual who is listening today, that you may grant them peace and uh, just be with them to open their hearts and open their ears uh, and prepare them, soften their hearts for what is to come, Father. And just be with me that I may align with your word and all that I say and all that I do. In your name I pray, amen. All right, guys, welcome in. Um, we today are talking about theology of glory and theology of the cross. Uh, you may be asking yourself, what on earth is theology of glory and what on earth is theology of the cross? Well, today, that is exactly what we are going to get into. If you are familiar with it, uh, just bear with me. I'm going to explain it just briefly. Um, and if you aren't, then uh, listen up, take notes, pause as necessary throughout this, because uh, I would love for you guys to uh, dissect a little bit into your life um, and just meditate on it with the Lord and ask him to, to show you guys what is to come uh, or, or what you need uh, delivered from or, or your mindset and how things have been prepared for you. All right. So the first of which is theology of, of the glory. Um, it's basically the idea that uh, we can always be better and that we're getting better and always improving, um, which isn't always bad. You know, we could be better. Uh, we try, but it's not through our own strength. Right. So this idea is that, you know, the more faith we have or the more work we put into our life, or our good works um, and, and the greater things that we do, that we'll see more financial blessing or health or protection or anything uh, that we kind of look at of what God provides. And it's always about the progress of the Christian life. And that's, that's not what we're shooting for. Uh, you know, it's the idea that... Uh, it's called theology of glory because it's for our own glory. It is, we're always pointing it back towards us. It's what can we do to receive this? Um, where on the flip side, you have theology of the cross, which is the exact opposite of everything that has to do with theology of glory. Um, you know, we're called into faith with Christ. We are called to die with him. Uh, you always hear, you know, God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. Um, but when we get adopted into this family, when we accept Christ into our heart, we are also called to uh, carry our own cross and, and die with him, die at the cross. We must die to ourselves. And when we're dying to ourselves, we're dying with him because what he has done for us is far greater than what we could ever do. Um, and I think we, we, we oftentimes get caught up in what, you know, performance-based love and we have to do so much to receive this much, but that's not what it is. That's the theology of the cross is, you know, uh, Paul says it in Philippians too, that, that not only have we been called to believe, we have been gifted or granted to believe, but also to suffer for his sake. You know, taking up the cross, taking up our own cross, uh, isn't always uh, dandelions and rainbows. It's, it's not always a fun life. We, uh, we, we get persecuted. 
and we suffer because the enemy is out to, to attack us, to take us down because of what we're doing and, and who we are in relation with. Um, and as we enter into this relationship with God, there there isn't, there's basically no guarantee um, of our health being protected or our wealth growing or being protected as well. Or rather, you know, Peter, we're told by Peter multiple times and Paul that we are going to suffer for the sake of the cross. Uh, in 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about how God uh, gave him a thorn in the flesh uh, and he kind of asked God a few times, uh, you know, Lord, please, you know, take it away. Take this pain away. Take this suffering away. Um, Lord, God said, he says, no. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. So why don't we as well try to live in that mindset of the Lord's grace is sufficient for us as well. It's sufficient for me. It's sufficient for you. And Paul says that in, in calamity and suffering and destruction, all of it is exposing his weakness. And through our weakness, God's perfect strength. God's, God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Um, and he puts his hope. And we are to put our hope and put our rest in the grace of God that comes to him, uh, that comes to us uh, through the death on the cross and, and through uh, what God and how he, how much he truly loves us uh, as individuals, exactly where we are. That's the big thing. He comes to us and meets us exactly where we are. Um, and I just want to kind of dive into it uh, a little bit more. Um, and I, one thing I want to say is like, we have never been told that God will uh, come in and for those who faithfully follow him, he will give us protection. There's kind of a confusion of the promises given to Israel for the nation of Israel uh, for the purpose of bringing us a Messiah and confusion of the new heavens and the new earth. And that confusion is brought on by the enemy. It is brought on by Satan. And uh, as we keep going, I just want to talk about this concept of the already not yet state. And we live in what's called the already not yet state. We have already uh, all the forgiveness of God and the benefits and the promises of God. But the not yet part is that we live in a Romans 8 world where we are told that you know the earth is groaning, it has been cursed, and our bodies are awaiting redemption. As we wait, we are looking forward to the day of the not yet where God will give us the same body that Christ has. And he is described as the first fruits. Uh, God is described as the first fruits. He is the one to demonstrate what life will look like when we are raised from the dead. But that's not yet. And that's the already not yet state. Just a short glimpse there. Um, and I wanted to read a little bit, just the beginning portion of Romans 8, just to get you guys uh, familiar with it and comfortable with it. Um, and I'm reading from uh, NKJV. So we're starting Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that is weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that's that's where we're trying to get to, um, is to be to be uh, spiritually minded, not carnally minded. Because when we're carnally minded, when we're when we're putting our minds on what is of the flesh, then we bring death upon ourselves. We bring our own destruction. And when we when we fixate on the spiritual minded, it is life and peace. Um, and it, it goes on. Romans Roman eight kind of goes on and talks about you know we're living in a uh, in the sin sick broken world where you know the power of Christ in me will sustain me to accomplish what it is that I've been put here to do. Which what is that? That is to love my neighbor, be a part of my church, and to advance the gospel. Loving our neighbor is hard, especially when our neighbor is our enemy. It is very hard. And um, what we're what we're looking at here is we oftentimes get things placed into our lives to um, to to distract us and and to defeat us from the ultimate goal. Because if we can ultimately uh, project the love of Christ onto others, we will bring more people in. And that is what it means to, you know, love, love my neighbor and to be a part of the church. That's not just going to church. It's being a part of the church. Uh, what is the church? What is the mission of the church? Uh, and it is, it is, you know, to advance the gospel but also uphold, you know, the Ten Commandments and uh, ultimately just love Christ uh, and and love others as Christ loved the church. We are the church. Christ loves us exactly where we are. So who's to say that we cannot forgive as he has forgiven us? And, and who's to say that we are greater than him? When we try to do that, we're basically putting him in a box or even shrinking, shrinking his, uh, his power and who he truly is. And that's exactly the opposite of what we're trying to do. But get involved, not just in the church, but also in your community. Be the church in your community where there is no church. Your community can be your direct friend group. Um, it could be your actual community, uh, you know, where you're living, um, or even your workplace. Uh, those are just a couple of things there. But then finally, it's to advance the gospel. Now, how do we do that? Well, I think there's this, this thought or, or myth that, um, we have to be so knowledgeable of everything in the Bible to be able to advance the gospel. But truly, I mean, the, you got the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, in that there are so many parables that of Jesus's teachings and stuff. And I really, uh, want to dive into that a lot more. Uh, so it's not going to be on this episode. We're going to, we're going to have a, quite a few episodes of that, but, um, understanding the gospel and what he came here to do. You don't have to understand Genesis through Revelations on on the like it's the back of your hand. You don't. Uh, you truly just need to understand what the gospel is. What is the purpose? Um, and once you do that, it's far easier to advance the gospel. And Paul writes, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." And that is he's he's writing that to the church who is being persecuted. So it doesn't matter what we're going through, uh, and it's not just about um, you know, what 
what financial um, advancement or health advancement it is. It is it is about all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And uh, just to wrap up a little bit here, guys, it's a theology of the cross understands that we live in a sin sick world full of pain, full of suffering, full of anxiety and depression. And that is the grace of God that will get us through. A theology of glory, though, is basically the idea that you that the that that you have to do more. That the more that you do, the more faith you have, the more relief God will provide. And that is just not what Scripture tells us at all by any means. You cannot go anywhere in the Bible where it says you have to do this, this, or this to receive this. You know, uh, we have our command, we have the commandments, but it's not you only receive this. Uh, this grace, uh, uh, it's, it's, you receive grace through faith alone. Uh, and, and I just want you guys to get that wrapped around your head a little bit here and take a moment to really think about that. We're, we always are in this idea of we have to do this to receive that or, and, and that's like a, that's a, that's a fleshly thought that is earthly thinking. And, and God is way above and beyond our own understanding. And I want you guys to try to really take in this theology of the cross that, yes, we live in a sin sick world full of pain, full of suffering, full of anxiety and depression. That is the grace of God that will get us through. Get out of the theology of glory mindset. Um, and, and I'm really hoping that this is helpful for you uh, to understand that it's not your fault if you get cancer or if uh, something terrible happens or if there's suffering or famine or anxiety or depression. That is part of living in a sinful world. We rely on the grace of God to get us through. And one day we will be in the new heavens and the new earth where all sin will be done away with, where God will wipe away our tears. And for now we live the theology of the cross. We look to Christ. We understand their suffering and pain, but one day, It'll all be removed. And I hope that this is encouraging to you guys. And if you want to hear more about it, just feel free to, to reach out or comment or, or uh, shoot me an email or shoot me a text message if you have it or give me a call. I'm always down to dive into this a little bit more. Um, but my goal here, guys, is just to get you guys a better understanding of, of who God is, uh, what the gospel is about, and uh, how it's not all law focused. Uh, you have to do this, this or that to, re to receive this grace. It is through faith alone that we receive this grace and it is provided to us and we accept it and we are adopted into the family and we go out and we dominate for the kingdom of heaven. So as always, I'm going to close out today, guys, but take some time. Uh, before you hop over to the next episode or a different podcast or maybe your favorite uh, worship playlist um, or even your favorite rap playlist. It, it don't matter uh, to me what, what you're going to next. Um, but I want you guys to take a moment to, to dissect truly what, what is being said here. Um, and as always, I, I don't have all the answers, uh, but, I, but I will surely do my very best to try to provide the closest thing to it. Um, but I'll always point it back to the cross. I will always point it back to Christ and what he's done for me uh, specifically, but also what he can do for all of you and has done for you guys. Father, 
Thank you uh, for bringing us in this space once again. Uh, thank you for being with me. Thank you for uh, using me as a vessel to, to speak your, your word and to help others understand a little bit further, a little bit deeper about what is to come uh, or what you provide even, Lord. And I pray that as we go away from this message today, that we're able to, to think about uh, what was said and to truly dive in on our own, uh, diving into Romans 8 and diving into Philippians 2 uh, and, and just 2 Corinthians even. Uh, just to truly understand your word. And, and for those who don't understand the gospel uh, totally yet, just pray that you give them the heart to, to want to read uh, more in depth, more in tune uh, to understand so that they can better advance the gospel and truly understand the love and grace and power in your, in your wonderful name, uh, wonderful counselor that you are. In your name I pray, amen.